0: Yeah
1: Yeah Yeah Is, uh, was Harden
2: out there
1: tonight,
0: too?
2: Harden, yeah, he, he Harden had like gone. 16 in the
1: second. Yeah, he huh? went crazy in the quarter, yeah. Kyrie yeah. went crazy in the first half, too, though. The 15? Kyrie, 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 this is
2: what Kyrie does. Kyrie a certified killer. Yeah, Kyrie a certified
1: killer.
2: Certified. Certified killer, bro. All
0: right, man. Welcome back to another episode of the Bitch Mob Podcast. We are back. Thank you again to all of our followers, our listeners, our subscribers, everybody that tunes in. Thank you all for people that vote on the polls. We appreciate y'all. We are back for another episode. It's going to be a real good one. Uh, We ain't got the full squad here today, but I'm joined today by Greg, a.k.a. Mr. Hot Takes, a.k.a. Brooklyn We Go Hard, a.k.a. Mets Are the Best in New York, a.k.a. Ain't you working for you the media relations for the Mets, Giants, <laughs> and the Nets? And he's an attorney for half of the players on those teams to defend them. How are you tonight, Greg? How you feeling?
2: Well, I could be better. If I, was, if, I, if I was paid for all those roles, I'd be feeling a lot better. <laughs> so that, that's, that's what I'm looking for. <laughs> all
0: right, y'all. And y'all might be wondering, who's the new face on here? We Is acquired there... we acquired CJ through trade and cash considerations. He has now been. on <laughs> that
1: he max has... deal. You feel me?
0: He has now been added to the squad. We had to um, make some changes uh, for the interest of the team that was best. So we we got CJ in a trade. He came over. He actually came over in the heart and trade. That was the other parts that was not mentioned. He <laughs> came over from the heart and trade. How are you doing today? Thank you for joining the crew. How are you feeling?
1: I'm good, man. I'm good. You know, we just came off a good weekend from some football, man. I'm ready to get up into it, ready to get these hot takes going. You know, argue <laughs> with Greg a little bit because a lot of the time, you know, we, we clash and we have different opinions on, on whatnot. And and Greg be up here talking like he's Stephen A. sometime and, and not providing the facts. So, you know I'm ready to get into it <laughs> where it goes tonight. We got we got some good things coming.
2: Yo, yo he just got here talking crazy.
1: Yeah, How <laughs> to make that hot introduction after signing that Jalen Ramsey deal. Um, you know I'm I'm here for a good time, uh, and I'm definitely here for a long time.
0: All right, we throwing out we throwing out bars now. Okay, we are gonna have to have a, a cipher for the bench <laughs> mob. <laughs> Since we talking about hot case, we might as well start off with this one. Aaron Rodgers, as you just mentioned, great football over the weekend. Aaron Rodgers ends up losing. He now is one in three, one in four in championship games. Greg does not think that is exemplary of Aaron Rodgers. Some people were questioning, is he a big game performer? Based off of his record and only having a championship, what, in the last 10 years, one Super Bowl win?
1: Yeah, yeah. Greg, how do you view Aaron Rodgers? I'm eager
2: to hear what you want to say, Greg. Oh, I mean, <laughs> yo, it's crazy, yo. Miles duck smoke because Miles, the one who had the opposite take of this, he was talking about, you know, I'm making an excuse, some I'm, I'm going with the narrative and trying to create narratives for me to get off easy. But now, nah, Aaron Rodgers is he's a, he's a top five quarterback, easy, right? All time. Like, his championship record is not a reflection of how good he is as a quarterback. As a matter of fact, it doesn't do it justice. The, the Packers haven't done them justice, right? Like, and, and I don't even have to go that I can go, I'm gonna go far back with this. But even this year, the narrative going into this season was hey, you guys took Jordan Love, you guys didn't take a, a receiver, right? First overall, you guys could have helped them out took a brandon Ayuk who ended up in, in the with the 49ers, right? That would really help that team having another receiver who they could have thrown the ball to to space the field out even more. So they and even it's a track record, right? I'm not sure. And <laughs> I'm not sure the fan the the, the, the listeners will, will will fact check me. I'm sure. I'm not sure if they've used a first round pick on an offensive like talent since he's been there. Like I like I don't Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham was I don't know I don't know if he's a first or second round pick. I'm not sure. Um, that might have been the most talented player he's thrown to outside of Devonte Adams, obviously. But Devonte Adams is a fifth round pick. You know they hit they just struck they hit the lottery right. So this team has not done him justice in terms of getting him weapons. And allowing him to really like thrive, and no wonder he wants out of there. He don't, you don't say things like a- after the game. You don't go, you know, my future's up, and down, up in the air, right? You will just throw that out there if you're if you're fully
1: content. Yeah, you don't, you don't say it's a mystery.
2: Exactly, you don't do that. Like if he was excited, if he was happy about the situation, and he knew that he's coming back to a great situation next year, then I, and I got, then he would have said that. And I gotta imagine that there's some kind of deal, and, and I could be wrong, under the table, where they're like, hey, Aaron wants to. We, we need to get him a receiver next year. We need to get him another uh, a, a run. We need to get him some kind of piece, right? Some kind of offensive piece so he can they can continue to be better on the offensive side of the ball. And I don't think they lost the game because of their offense. Obviously, I mean that the it was it was a lot of you know, there were a lot of different things throughout that game. The Bucks played great defense in that game, right? I mean, and, and they knew where he was going to throw the ball. They 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 tried their best to take Devontae Adams out of the game and they did a pretty good job. Um Devontae still got his. He's gonna get his, he's a great player, like right, but you know. They, they needed another offensive weapon out there. They, they did. Like, they needed him to be another option. Valdez Scantling dropped the ball in the back of the end zone, right? Like, those kind of things don't get overlooked, right? I, I know Aaron Rodgers do a pick in that game, but in every single championship game he's been in, this is, this is a real stat, he's thrown three touchdowns or more. And he's winning four. What does that tell you? Tell you the defense let him down? Tell you the coaching staff let him down, right? Like, Aaron Rodgers is like the LeBron of football, right? Diet Bron. You're not gonna go that crazy. He's Diet Bron, like as talented, right? But like he gets a tough rap to lose these games, and it definitely falls at the feet of the people around him. The organizations let him down. So, nah, I, I don't agree with that. And, and um, it's a it's a fun conversation to be had about him versus Tom Brady here, right? Under that uh, underlies all of this. But we're not gonna, go, you know, we we didn't go there. You asked me about Aaron Rodgers, I'll stay there. We'll get to Tom Brady. Yeah. Else. So yeah. yeah
0: that's
2: my thing.
1: Greg, Greg, notice how I'm not I'm not interrupting you, right? And, and the and the reason I'm not interrupting you is because this is something that, that you and I obviously agree on. Aaron Rodgers is a, a great quarterback, top five quarterback in this league, dominant quarterback, right? His record does not reflect everything that he's done over the years of his career. So for Aaron Rodgers, yeah, he's one in one in four um, in NFC championship games, back to back title losses. That stings a little bit when, when you're talking about a man of, you know, everyone says, oh, that's a bad man. Aaron Rodgers, you know, top dog. And he is a dog. He's a killer in this league. he Great arm, um, you know, can fit it in the tight windows. But for to be that good as you are as Aaron Rodgers and be one in four in NFC championship games, it stings a little bit when you hear it. And that's why the question comes about is, hey, is, is he someone that, that we look at as like, and and that's why he gets the Tom Brady comparison all the time. Is he someone that can really, you know, come down and and you know, I'm mixing my words a little bit, but in simplest form, is is Aaron Rodgers the guy that people look at and say, hey, he's a Hall of Fame quarterback, even though his record is one in four in, in NFC championships. And I would say, yeah, he's still a Hall of Fame quarterback. His stats from uh, Sunday's game, you know, he had, what, over 300 yards, 326 yards, um, no, 346 yards, three TDs, uh, and he did throw that, that one interception, which is, you know, as we know, uncharacteristic of, of Aaron Rodgers to be throwing interceptions, but the one thing I think about when I think about Aaron Rodgers is his weapons, and Devontae Adams, that's not enough. Robert Tunyon came on early this year, got better as a tight end and whatnot, but again, he doesn't have someone on the other side of, uh, you know, Devontae Adams, they don't have that slot receiver like many of these other teams do on top of their, their one wide receiver, their X receiver on the outside. You know, he's playing with just Devontae Adams and saying like, Hey, if they take away Devontae Adams, like I'm hitting that check down, you know, he's hitting Aaron Jones out of the backfield and whatnot. So for, for, for Aaron Rodgers, am I disappointed that his, his record in championship games is what it is? Absolutely. But at the same time, can I fault him? Is it his fault just because of what he does throughout the regular season and, and everything that he does, the numbers that he puts up? I don't I don't think I can really fault him for that. And it sounds, it sounds like, hey, I'm saying one thing and then saying another thing, but at the same time, when you don't give a quarterback weapons and you expect him to come into these championship games and and take over. He can only do so much like he, he did throw three touchdowns like at some point it has got to come back on the defense and the defense got to hold up and be able to get a stop on the Bucks. and uh, you know the, the coaching staff needs to know the, the right situation for, for the defense who to get in there who to take out and whatnot um, Aaron Rodgers is a bad man one interception isn't going to lose him the game he, he did throw for over 300 yards three touchdowns at some point you, you know you got to get the man some help if, if you want to change the situation but, Greg, going back, like, in the past years as well, you know, last year, again, same type of situation, NFC Championship game, threw for over 300 yards. Uh, I think he threw for around, like, 320. Uh, another two two touchdowns, but he also threw two interceptions. And, and the thing that I took away from this game with Aaron Rodgers that uh, I tend to see from him in the playoffs is he gets off to a slow start. He doesn't come right out the gate hot, and he doesn't, like – the team, the team gets into a really slow start, and at times they look like they're really struggling to get something going. And I mean, you can make the argument that it's nerves, right? And, and and we don't know, but at the same time, last year in last year's NFC Championship game, all the touchdowns that they scored came in the second half. This, you know what I mean? This fast start isn't isn't like them in, in the postseason for whatever reason. In the in the regular season, they come out the gates, they they put touchdowns on the board, opening drive. Um but again at, at some point you gotta look at Aaron Rodgers for what he's done over his whole career and not just in these championship games. It's unfortunate. Uh but and at the same time, like he's still a bad dude at the end of the day and, and he'll make a lot of people play next year, wherever he goes.
0: Are y'all picking now that we gotta we gotta talk about it? Are y'all picking Brady or Aaron Rodgers? Go. I like? got it. If y'all got a championship game to go to right now, are you going right with right now, right oh. now, Brady or Aaron Rodgers?
1: Aaron Rodgers. Hold on. I'm picking Brady. I'm picking Brady. Okay. <laughs> so, you said Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, I think Aaron Rodgers. You tell me why you're taking Brady. Tell me why you're taking Brady. I'm taking Brady because Brady's been in that situation time and time again. Brady, Brady, Brady is someone that's a killer. We won't talk about real killers uh, like with the, oh, all right. We got, we got to, we got to clarify here too. Are we talking about with the squads that they currently have now? Or are we talking about, like, if if they – Who do you want leading – I think who do you want
2: leading your football team, regardless of what, who they are, who's around them? Who do you want leading your football team in the championship game? That's the way you want to frame this. And if you frame mm. it that way, the answer is easily Aaron Rodgers. But I'll let you go ahead.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yo, it, it's crazy, too, because I'm still going to say Brady. And, and here's why I'm going to say Brady. Just based off of his his resume alone and what he's been able to do, yes, he he's been with Bill Belichick, right? He's had a great coaching staff and Josh McDaniels as his offensive coordinator. He's had that consistency of having them two in that same position throughout his career, where he was able to get comfortable and and they were able to let him get in a rhythm and be able to make decisions on on his own because you know they had that type of relationship, uh, despite. Aaron Rodgers, like I said, being a bad dude and uh, a killer on the field, being able to fit the ball in the tight windows, throw it deep, uh, and even move a little bit. We saw him in the in the postseason, you know, hit that that pump fake and then uh, you know run it into the pylon. But Tom Brady, even though he's slow as dirt, there's just some calmness about him where he feels like the moment isn't ever too big enough for him, and that's somebody you you want in a, in a quarterback. You want That, as as a leader, that that confidence, that that charisma, someone that you know is going to be able to be in those situations, drive you down the field, know know the two-minute drill, um, and just be that sense of comfortness. Um, And and in Tom Brady's career, I truly feel that he's made the players better around them by giving them opportunities. Chris Hogan, where is he now, right? Um, But Tom Brady made him look like a star in New England, Uh, just based off of, you know, where he puts the ball, letting Chris Hogan fall under it. um, I I think the answer is easily Tom Brady. His resume alone, that he's going to his 10th Super Bowl in however many years, the guy's a beast, man.
0: I'm going with Brady too. If uh, if we're putting LeBron in this conversation, I'd say Brady is closer to LeBron than Aaron Rodgers, but Greg, please educate our listeners on why Aaron Rodgers would be your pick over Tom Brady.
2: Okay. Well, for starters, Brady is – LeBron's like Aaron Rodgers, and I'll tell you why. First of all, Brady is the, is the guy who's had everything on a silver platter since he got in the league. He was drafted to the perfect organization, late-round pick. He fell into Bill Belichick's lap. He fell into a football genius's lap. Yeah,
1: but Brady, they weren't the perfect organization at that time. At that time.
2: and it And it grew into that. And you end up he getting built that. He helped build it, but Belichick is also a big part of why that is what it is. But well, like, then, it's, then it's, why why is Belichick
1: in the different. spot that he's in now?
2: Well, yeah, obviously you need a quarterback. There's no question that Brady's importance is, is vital to what they did. I'm not saying otherwise, right? But yo, know, for for the Patriots to even be what they were this year was impressive. They had so they had 12 guys opt out. Most of their stars on defense opt out, opted out. High tower opted out. Like. I'll give you I that,
0: sure
2: but out. their offense still looked atrocious. Yeah, well, yeah, but we, Cam struggled, right?
0: That's hey, 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 let's keep it on focus. I'm not taking any Cam, Cam slander. any Cam disrespect? <laughs> none. They did not provide Cam no weapon. No weapons, they had, and me, that's so true. they had me out there running wide receivers.
2: That's right. So go ahead,
0: back to why Aaron Rodgers.
2: That's facts. That's facts. That's fair. But it, it didn't change the fact that Belichick is a coaching genius. Yes, by design, they wanted to. I think they wanted to be bad this year. I'll be honest with you. I don't think there's any. I don't think they ever had any intentions of being a very good football team. But they've still fought in there. They were still in every game. They're still. They were still. You still saw the Patriots' DNA in them, regardless. But back to Brady. Brady was in a perfect situation for most of his career. There's just no way around it. Okay. You get Randy Moss for three, I think it was three seasons they had, or maybe even four. And in that one of those seasons, you were almost the almost the the best team of all time until the Giants beat you, right? Like that's. Incredible. I already
0: knew you were going there. Of I course, I already knew you were going there.
2: No, but having Randy Moss versus all right, so Randy Moss, Devontae Adams, You're his biggest receiver he ever had was Randy Moss. Aaron Rodgers threw to Devontae Adams. It's not close, bro. You, you think about Wes Welker, Julian Edelman, great slot receivers. Yeah, they're not they're not sexy names coming out, and they're not sexy names looking back at looking back at hindsight. But those are great wide receivers in the slot. Who was the best slot receiver that Aaron Rodgers ever threw to? Can you even name it? Like if, if you're if you're listening to the podcast, can you even name the best slot receiver Aaron Rodgers ever threw to? They have not dedicated first round picks, and I'm not. and, and by the way, I haven't even hit on the tight end position yet. But they, they haven't even dedicated – the Packers do not dedicate first round picks to offensive players even after getting a guy like Aaron Rodgers, which is criminal. Okay, Aaron Rodgers had Donald Driver, Greg Jennings, right, um, Jimmy Graham, um, like the,
1: the list. Jordy is Nelson, the first, Jordy Who's Nelson. A beast? Right?
2: Now Jordy Nelson is a is a very good wide receiver, right, and deserves to be in the category with like well some of those top receivers that he threw to. But if you compare Jordy Nelson to to Tom Brady's list of receivers he thrown he's thrown to, he's he's second tier. He's Edelman. He's an Edelman level. Yo, Tom Brady had Aaron, Aaron Hernandez. You know, before he he was a killer, literally. So that had, that had to end, right? But he was yo. But if, <laughs> <was crazy,
1: laughs> <could've
2: been> <laughs> if Aaron Hernandez had played his whole career, bro, he would have been a Hall of Famer. He had Gronk, Hall of
1: Famer. You already know he still has Gronk, right? Like yo. Yeah, but can but I, I can I can I say this? Can I, let, me you, let me interrupt you. Real, let me interrupt you real quick because. This, this just goes to, to my point that like Tom Brady makes the players better around him. First of all, Aaron, Aaron Hernandez. Uh, yeah. He, he was, he was great, right? He, he was a great tight end, a killer literally uh, from Florida, but was, can we say that Tom Brady didn't help develop him by having such a solid quarterback and, in and that commanding presence. I'm not sure if, if Aaron Rodgers, Like I get what you're saying. Like, yeah, if Aaron Rodgers had the same weapons that Tom Brady did throughout his career, like, you would go with with Aaron Rodgers. We might be talking about the reverse. We might be talking, we might, we might be talking about,
2: we might be talking about Aaron Rodgers being the guy who's been ten Super Bowls. Like, if if Belichick had had him, we might be talking about Aaron Rodgers, because Aaron Rodgers is more talented than Tom Brady. He does a better ball. He has a better arm. He was a better athlete. Tom Brady, he, he was better than Tom Brady. Like, even at the chess game, they're, they're on par. I'll give Tom Brady that. IQ wide, I'll give Tom Brady that. The, the calm, the clutch, you want to call it the clutch gene or whatever, fine. You can have that, right? But let's not act like Tom Brady hasn't had a silver platter for most of his career because he really has. And playing for that organization, playing for that coach, playing with those players he's played with, he's like really some great players. Yo, he went to Tampa Bay. And this this was Kill Me Too. So in the, in mainstream media now, we're, we're giving Tom his flowers, right? And fine, I'm okay with that. But let's not yo. Tom went to the perfect situation to where he could do this. If this dude went to the Colts, I'd give him more credit for going to the Super Bowl. I'm not saying he doesn't deserve credit at all, but I'm also saying, yo, he went to a ready-made Super Bowl championship situation.
1: That's what he. But did. he really didn't though because he he didn't. Gronk Gronk was out of shape and out of work for a whole year. Bro, you see when he, did you see Gronk when he came back? Bro, he was he was as skinny as a twig. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, and that's taken a year off. You know how hard it is to take a year Whoa. off, to try to get your body back in that football shape. And, and still Gronk is not the same as he was when he played in new England. He had a productive year, but he was nowhere, nowhere as good as he was when he was in new England.
2: Right. He had Mike Evans and Chris Godwin just
1: off the rip. Oh, yeah, that, that alone. That alone, bro. Demonte Adams is better than Mike Evans.
2: I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that. But when the, the assembly of all these pieces are far better than what the Packers have in place. Okay. That's not the
1: debatable. Of course. But when, when you're a great player like Tom Brady, they're going to make sure you get the pieces around you. And so what, so that's my thing.
2: Aaron is just as great. And they don't, they, they don't make sure this guy has the pieces around him to, to, to be, to be dominant. It should be a dynasty. Look what they, look what they do with Patrick Mahomes in, 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 uh, in Kansas city. Look at that. McCall Hardman, Tyreek Hill, uh, Demarcus Robinson. There's names that don't make any sense. These guys are just fast. They're so fast. Therese, like, it's insane. Sammy Watkins. He has so t- t- Kelsey, bro. Kelsey's better than most of the wide receivers on the team. They are yeah. giving him everything he needs to be. A, he's gonna be, he's gonna win, he might win three straight. He might not win. He might he deadass might win three straight. It doesn't happen in football. What what the Chiefs are doing doesn't happen, right? But this is yeah. this is what it is. They've surrounded him with weapons. When have you ever looked at Aaron Rodgers' team and gone? oh, all right, they're running in the back next year. Never.
1: Hey, I, Never. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I thought this was the year. I thought Aaron Rodgers was going to come out the gate and beat Tom Brady. I, I didn't I did think too. they had a chance to win that game. And I'm sure a lot of people felt like that. And I'm sure a lot of people lost a lot of money on Sunday.
2: I did, too. And, and the way and, t- and the way Tom Brady played, he tried to gift wrap the game and give, give it to Aaron Rodgers anyway. Can you do three, do two, what is it, three picks, bro? It was three picks, Antonio. There's three picks, right?
1: Yeah.
2: Three picks. And they were all his fault. They were always falling. I know we like to talk about the idea that you when a receiver's hand touches the ball, they should catch it. That's ridiculous. Okay, Mike he do a ball. Mike Evans six five. If you if you're overthrowing Mike Evans, you do that ball high as hell. So like, there's no other way around it. Like, yo, Brady wasn't good. Brady wasn't good against the Saints. Brady wasn't good against the Bucks. Brady about to get washed against the Chiefs. Like, I hope people understand. Like, it's going to be ugly. Like, it's not going to be a good game. It's the reason why I wanted Aaron Rodgers to go to that game because it'd be a way more entertaining game. Brady about to get wash.
1: Yeah, hey, I, I don't know I don't know if they're going to get washed because look, they got they got 2 weeks to get it together, 2 weeks to get on again, build that chemistry that they've been building all season, get on the same page, come up with a good game plan. The Chiefs defense is not as good as Tampa Bay's defense in my opinion this year. Um tip, typically they're they're 10 times better, but I don't I don't Tom Brady's played against them before. He's played against them earlier this year. He knows what he's expecting, he knows what he's going into. Uh I wouldn't count them out just yet. Is it, is
2: it, can they keep up? Is the question because you know, one keeps up. The Bucks aren't going to stop them from scoring 30 points. I don't, I don't know.
1: I definitely think, I definitely think they could, uh, they could limit them a lot with Antoine Winfield coming back healthy. Bruh, they're Antoine they're not, Antoine
2: not tackling Tariq in open space, bruh. They're going to get killed.
0: <laughs> we got another week before the Super Bowl come up. So we're going to really have a time when we break it down next week and yeah. we make our picks. So I don't want us to choose our picks yet. Um I think though we are going to choose the same team and just be like, what score are we going to choose?
1: Yeah, I don't ain't nobody choosing the Bucks, man. Come on. <laughs> Let, let's get that let's get that out the way right now. No one is choosing the Bucks over the Chiefs, but all right, let's move on.
0: All right. Speaking of greatness, we mentioned Brady. We mentioned Rogers. Speaking of greatness this past week, Steph Curry passed Reggie Miller on the all-time three-pointer made list for number two now just chasing behind who's he chasing behind? ray allen right it's ray ray yeah. allen yeah he's just chasing behind ray allen nobody on this show nobody listening has any thought that he won't get it so we're not even going to talk about when or how how long it's going to take he might it's going to be next year exactly we, we know that's going to happen but decided to do this on the show we're all going to take our turns and decide our Mount Rushmore of shooters, just shooters, Mount Rushmore shooters. Now, for those that are listening and those that view this, that means four people. We've had guests on the show and asked them for Mount Rushmore, and they gave us five, six, seven. Mount Rushmore is four people. All right, so when we get four, the, where was the four people is Mount Rushmore. Greg, you can start off with your Mount Rushmore of shooters
2: using current players, right?
0: All time. All time. Mount oh,
2: Steph Curry. Steph Curry. It's the easiest first pick of all time. Steph Curry. Okay. The of all time. Off the dribble, off, down, off pin downs. He does it, anything you want to do, any way you want to get the shot off, going, he's going to get it off. So that's what makes him the best shooter of all time. And it's Ray, it's Reggie. There's a lot of great shooters in the history of the game. And guys that you don't even think about that don't come to mind, but you're talking about the greatest pure shooter of all time who can get his shot at any situation. Steph Curry, quick release. He's the perfect. He's the perfect shooter. He's exactly what you want to be. So yeah. Steph
0: Curry. Who's your other three?
1: Oh, okay, I'm we're going to all three. Okay. So, yeah, I heard you say Ray. I heard you say Reggie.
2: Ray is my second. Um, I think just he's just a machine, um, shooting the ball. Uh, and and he was he was doing it off the bounce too early in his career. I think you don't really realize about Ray. Ray was like that, like pull up game. He was just a really great shooter, mid range three pointer, all that. So Ray's my second. If I'm going to my third, yes, Reggie would be an easy selection, and 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 Reggie is is definitely up there, <laughs> but I'm gonna go with my third being Clay, to be quite frank with y'all. Um, wow. I, Clay's, Clay is Clay is different. Clay's is different, and people forget it's been two years since we've seen him play basically. But man, like, it's off the bounce too. He has it off the bounce. It's not as flashy, but he gets his shot off. He's so efficient. So I'm going with Clay, um, third, and in my fourth selection, my fourth spot. Obviously, Reggie's all-time great, right? Man, I'm a, I'm a surprising people, bro. I'm a, I'm gonna go KD as my fourth greatest shooter of all time, bro. KD is like that, and it's it's like that. And you know why? Um, I could have picked the specials. I could have picked. I could have picked Reggie. I I could have picked guys who came purely off of pin downs, who did all that stuff. What do you think about KD, bro? KD does all that. KD come off pin downs, efficient. KD come off all types of different screens, efficient in space, wide open shots, great. You know, Miss KD, one, one of the top features of all time? Contested jump shot making. No one is better in NBA history at contested jump shot making. I know Kobe is incredible at that. You know, I know there's a the difference, the difference between being a bad shot maker and a contested shot maker. is a difference because a contested shot not always a bad shot. Kobe's taking some bad shots. God rest his soul.
1: Hey, hey. Hey. God rest hey. his soul. God rest his soul. You bro, that's that's the one shot. thing we ain't gonna tolerate is Kobe slander up in it here. Not
2: slander, bro. It's Kobe. There's no shot that's a bad shot for Kobe, but
0: exactly. So it wasn't bad shot making.
2: It was. It, it was bad shot making. <laughs> no was, no. Was, when you fall out of bounds two dudes on you is bad shot making.
0: <laughs> no, that's great shot making because nobody else on the team he could trust to actually make the shot. So that was actually the best shot for that team.
2: <laughs> My son was doing that with Shaq. Let's stop, bro. <laughs> Yo, no, in and in, in all reality though, like that's that's why I think KD right? it's, it's you, you can argue against it, that's fine. I just think with the contested shot making ability, it puts him right there for me. He's
1: right there. Can I can I say something? You know why he's so good at contested shot making? He's huge, he's tall. Cause he's fucking 6'8. Yeah,
2: it works. <laughs> <laughs> it, well, it works. Yeah, that's fine. I, I'm not disagreeing with you, but it, it's it's still it's yo there's six eight dudes in league that can't make those kind of shots
1: no of course not normal we, we look at we look at Giannis he can't make it consistently from from the perimeter but at the same time you made it seem like oh KD is great at shot uh contested shot making like like he's someone of Steph Curry's height that would be impressive contested it's still, no. in the face con- consistently splashing but KD being being six nine
2: but he's still light. That he's still a sharp. He is. Shooter, he is I'm, he take, is. I'm taking KD at four. So you heard my list. It's Steph, Ray, yep. K- Clay, KD. Now it's a very millennial list. All right, we're gonna get Dion on here. Dion you're gonna hear this, and you're gonna be like, "What the hell are you doing? Like, what's wrong with you?" It's a millennial list, but I think it's a fair list considering the amount of skill we're talking about here with the shooting. But hey, it's arguable. Let's let's hear yours.
1: Yeah, I'm 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 gonna I I agree with a lot of names you say. Mine's gonna be millennial as well. Uh, first person I'm going is Ben Simmons. No, nah, I was like, nah. <laughs> I almost gave y'all boys a heart attack, but uh, now, nah, nah, first, first person on my list. I, I gotta go with Ray Allen, man. For, for everything, what he did when he was on the Celtics and, and just, just his ability. Talk about a quick release. You think Steph Curry has a quick release. That man caught it and shot it. He, he had the form. He knew where he was going with it. Um, feet were already set. Sometimes with Steph, he gets a little too flashy and he tries to do a dribble and he'll just throw it up. His feet aren't set. But kudos to him. He makes it. And that's what makes him so great. But Ray Allen, he just had that natural consistency with which, um, you know, catch the ball, turn, shoot, release, high arc. Um, and, and that's what he, he's number one for sure. Ray Allen. Um, and that's why he holds the, the number one spot right now. But like we just said, Steph is going to catch that next year. What, what was it, like, two years ago? Let's talk about the year that Steph was, like, fully healthy, right, 20, 2018 season, because last year he was banged up pretty much all year long with the hand injury and, and other injuries as well. So I wasn't even looking at his, his stats for that. But I, I think the only person who had more uh, three-pointers that year was James Harden, um, and, and Steph was Steph was behind James Harden with, like, 350-something. Um, so imagine if Steph does – 350 this year, 350 next year. He's already way past where Ray Allen is. He's, Ray Allen's only leading him by, what, 300-something right now? Um, so, I mean, Steph's a dog. Steph's a, a killer in the, in the one thing. Oh, he's
2: your number, he's your number two, just to be clear. He,
1: Steph's my number two, for sure. Um, just just what he can do off the dribble. Steph will, will come up the court, mix somebody up, do a spin move, not even have the rim in sight throw it up. It's a splash. Like it's, it's so easy for him. And uh, he's just so unorthodox with it. And I think that's why, like, he's been so praised coming out of Davidson, just because he does things so differently. And I think over, over the years, we're starting to see it a little bit with uh, Trey uh, at ATL. think more players are going to start playing like that, especially these smaller players. You know, they're going to be quick, shifty um, and able to shoot off the dribble really quick and You know, I hope we see more more of that type of play um, from these guards over the years. But Steph, Steph, number two, for sure. I'm going to have to go with Reggie Miller for for, for number three. Um, You know, Reggie, Reggie was the same type of way, man. Talk about someone with the Kobe mentality, Um, just that dog in you, that grit knowing I'm going to take it to your ass every single night. I'm going to pull up from anywhere. I'm going to have to go uh, Reggie, Reggie for three. And then for number four, this is a tough one. Um, because there's one player I want to say, and I know, I know Greg gonna get on me for this. He's going to be like, what? He's like, what? So I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say Damian Lillard. And, and, and the reason I say Damian Lillard is, is maybe he not, he's, he's not, I'm going to say right now, he's not as consistent as Steph. He's not as consistent as maybe shouldn't even be mentioned in the same category as them, right? But the thing I respect about Damian Lillard, he pulls up from anywhere. And a lot of times when he pulls up, it's going in. And you want to talk about contested shots. It's my opinion, Damian Lillard, number four. Oh, I, actually, I actually don't mind you. <laughs> I don't mind
2: you, bro. It's not that. It's not Mine's that it's gonna be,
0: mine going to be a little different. Of course, I might even gonna have the discussion. Ray Steph. already said Ray Allen, Steph Curry. My final two is a little different just to throw a little wrench in there, have a little different list than everybody else. Nice little content. I'm going to throw J.J. Reddick in that mix. Mm. J.J. Reddick consistently been shooting all the way back to Duke. Mm. Is he as, you know, lethal as a Steph and off the dribble? No. But you know J.J. Reddick's coming off those screens or now what he's been doing the last three four years He'll run full speed, catch it, lean into the left, shooting it to the right. J.J. Reddick, and I'm going to have to throw Steve Nash in there. Steve Nash consistently was a 90-40-50 guy, consistently. So I'm going to have to throw Steve Nash in there for that mix on my Mount Rushmore all-time shooters. Oh, So we mentioned greatness. We mentioned the shooters. Kobe came up. Kobe, the, why can't I think of the word? The anniversary, there we go. The anniversary of Kobe's death was this week. Um, so we're not going to make it a somber part of the episode, but we're going to try to celebrate it and look at in the game now, who do we think would be on a team that resembles Kobe's play? the model mentality, his ethic. So we're going to do it like a draft. So we each going to go. Greg go first, CJ next, me. We're going to draft five players we think that would be on the all Kobe team. We can't repeat none of the same players either. So if (laughs) Greg decides to draft five dual off the sixes, nobody else can pick him. Greg, you got
2: the first overall pick. Kyrie. Kyrie. Oh man. It's easy. The level the level first of all, you don't talk about that, we're talking about mentality, fine, right? Um the the mentality Kyrie's mentality on the court is I'm better than everybody I'm playing against. The ball should be in my hands. I mean look, the guy left LeBron James in the win in large part because he what he didn't feel like he got got the big shot. That's really what it was. Kyrie has to drive, take the big shots, and and he, and he can make them, and he's made the biggest shot in NBA Finals history. Kyrie made that. Like Kyrie is a dog, he really is a dog at the end of the day. Like he's a bucket. So I'm gonna go Kyrie with number one spot.
1: Cool, cool. Hey, I I respect that. I know I gave you some flack for it. We were talking earlier before the show about Kyrie and whether or not we was gonna put him up there or or leave him behind just because of his. Uh, I don't even want to call it antics. So I feel like that's disrespectful to him, but just some of the the media uh, tendencies that he has. Um, I, but if we're talking about strictly, let's be real, the Kobe mentality is the dog mentality, right? I'm going to take it to you. I want the ball in my hands. I don't care who's in front of me. I'm going to bust your ass. That's the Kobe mentality. Um, so from everything that you said, you're absolutely right. Kyrie has that and we were witnessing it tonight when he's playing right now, you know, 14 in the first half um, Kyrie's a dog. So I respect that opinion for, for me personally, I, I'm going to go with, with someone who's who's a young star who I feel like has the potential uh, to be a hall of famer one day. Um, and maybe it's too early to call that, but uh, I, I don't think there's any doubting that he's a star. My person is going to be Jason Tatum. Um, yeah. Do we agree with that? Do we agree with that? Hands yeah, you know, down. It, it, it's, it's also uh, yeah, I agree with that. I think it's a good pick. You know I mean? Yeah, J- J- Jason Tatum, man, I mean, talk about what resembles Kobe's play. And I know for, for Kobe, Kobe, when we think about Kobe, yes, we think about like, yeah, dog mentality, taking it to you. But Kobe had that sweet game where he, he would drive. You think he's taking it to you? pump the brakes real quick and have that fadeaway jumper and, and Jason Tatum, I feel like has, has mastered that. And and maybe that's part of the reason, like, uh, or maybe that's partly because, you know, one, he's obviously molded his game after Kobe. I mean, he spent the whole summer of 2018 working out with him. Um, but that, that dog mentality has, is definitely in, in Jason Tatum. He is the the leader of that Boston Celtics team and, um, obviously after Kyrie left and, and whatnot. But um, he even, – even with Kemba there, he's, he's the leader of that team. But, uh, again, future star. He has Boston off to a 10-6 a and six start right now. Um, walking bucket. And, again, the fadeaway jumper is one of the prettiest in the game right now.
0: Hey, Jason Tatum, you could tell how much he was rocking. Colby, the man, got drafted by the Celtics and said in an interview, yo, I know Paul Pierce is considered sell one of the greatest Celtics. But Kobe was better than him. So that tells you where he's at. That's a fact. You get drafted you get drafted by the team where Paul Pierce is at. You would think, you know, oh yeah, I think Paul Pierce would now Paul Pierce was good, but Kobe was better. Like that you could tell. Yeah. That's a fact. That's that's where his head is at. My pick, respectfully, <laughs> <laughs> my pick, my number one pick would be, which would be the third overall pick. I'm going with Russell Westbrook. Now, does he score as efficiently and everything like Kobe? No. But he has that same dog mentality, that same killer instinct. I do not care who you are. I don't like you while we're on the court. Once we get off the court, we could be friends, we could hang out, we could go get not friends, even. We go to the club. <laughs> exactly. He's really I mean, we saw him just the other day arguing with John Wall. We don't see that a lot left in the league. It's like, yo, Greg, he's you wanna, you know, text during the game and let's change jerseys. That's that's not what Kobe would have been doing. He didn't do that really till the end of the, that last year. Outside of that, while we're on the court, I'm here to kill you, and that's it. Greg, your second pick.
2: My second, yeah. So in this in the spirit of that, and it's for the listeners to understand, like this is about mentality, not, not about production, not right. So my some of my picks later on, yeah, that, it's really it's really to preface that. But my next pick is Jimmy Butler, uh, far and away. Jimmy is a dog. Um doesn't care about who he's playing against. He's going to go out there and kill and I, I think as skilled as Jimmy is, the thing that makes him special, makes him a superstar is his will. And Kobe was a big will guy too. Like he was. As skilled as he was, it was the will that made him special. So, and the mentality. So, Jimmy's my my next pick there.
1: Yeah, I have I have Jimmy on my list too. So glad glad he got, he got drafted by you. Um my next pick I I'm going to go with, with, someone who's in the league, someone I already talked about earlier. I'm going with Dame dollar, baby, Damian Lillard, um, you know, third in points right now, averaging what, 27 or 28 points right now. Uh, killer instinct, straight dog, someone I would compare him to. We wanted to make that comparison uh, earlier that Tom Brady is like LeBron James. I'm going to say Damian Lillard is similar to that of Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Greg I'm not sure if you're a fan of that Seeing how you're a big Aaron Rodgers guy But uh, I feel like in big moments When it counts Damon Lillard he, He's a dog right An individual great But his team can't get there His team can't get the win um, I think that's unfortunately Going to be his legacy Throughout his career If he stays with Portland But uh, he, he's, he's, a, he's a dog man
0: Yeah Dame. I think everybody says That he's loyal to a fault in a sense And that was Kobe. Boy,
1: uh, uh, what you mean?
0: Maybe not in his
2: relationship. Kobe wanted out of there. Kobe wanted out of there, yo. Let, let, <laughs> don't, don't don't do that. Let's not do it, bro. Kobe wanted out of there. Kobe wanted to go to the. They they had a they had a trade lined up to go to the Clippers. Jerry West they didn't want to pull the trigger. Nah, no, I'm I, not. I'm
1: no, not. No, I'm no. not.
0: Oh, he can entertain. To, Kobe did that just to get them to understand. Y'all need to give me some help. Kobe was never leaving. Never <laughs> leave it,
1: bro, Greg. I don't think you can make that claim because it's not like he he left and, and came back. You know, bro, the dude was shopping for cribs in Chicago and and, and, and Chicago. but, but again, that could have just, just been to make a point. Go? We don't we don't know that he's leaving, and exactly. we're not going to tarnish exactly. the man's legacy and have it that slander to a up a in here.
0: It was to make a point. Like, look, just so y'all know, this is like we all are taken here, but. This is the this is the single guy that's letting the girl know. Look, I got options. All right, yeah. I can go. <laughs> I can go get Shorty that's on IG. But if you don't get your stuff together, so that's what he was doing with LA. You yeah. see, then we get the Lakers get Paul Gasol. They make the changes. So his message got through. He wasn't going nowhere. Dang. He's old school. He he was staying with LA for his his life.
2: Amen. They yeah, I think it, I think it's, it, it's a new time. He himself made it sound real. He himself made those requests sound very, very real at the time. That's what he has to do to get some damn help. <laughs> hey man, listen, it's either that or he really wanna get out of there. All right. Maybe maybe Kobe not as old school as y'all thinking he is.
0: <laughs> Look, we'll never know. Look. He did what he had to do to get his help. I like what he did over James Harden, but that's a whole, oh, whole different another show.
2: Oh, yeah, that's what that is a show's word. <laughs>
0: for real, for real. Next person I would draft, uh, he's upcoming, has that same type of Russell Westwood attitude. He's been that way since high school. I would pick Colin Sexton. Mm. Colin Sexton to me has that dog. He comes right at you. Like right? even that that video that's famous that went viral in high school. You see the you see the kid staring him down and Colin Sexton looked right back at him like, What's up? And now I'm about to go wow. drop thirty-two on your head. Y'all gonna lose, and I can't be like, Colin Sexton has that Russell Westwood, Kobe Bryant dog. And um, we saw what he did to Kyrie. I think that was the most Kobe-esque thing in the world. Before you go, Greg, I'm going to wear number two. I'm going to rock your sneakers. And they're going to give you a tribute video. I'm going to make sure that the tribute video don't mean nothing because I'm going to drop 42 <laughs> on y'all. That was yeah. so Kobe-esque right there. Go ahead, Greg. Who your third pick?
2: No oh, man, I mean that, that that's a that's a really good pick. I I think about the Corey mentality and, and it's tough, like it, it, it think about guys that embody it and there's obviously a lot of stars in league that are great players, but they don't necessarily have his mentality, right? I think a guy that has his mentality, um, and you know, got, you, people can call me crazy, and I'm I'm not a big fan of him, but Pat Bev does, bro. Pat Bev. Oh, has yeah. – to, to, to survive in the NBA at his height, against all odds, to, to try out for teams and to make it, just, just to be getting a check from an NBA team, he has to. He can't have friends. He can't afford to. He has to be the way he is. He has to be crazy enough to talk to talk crazy to some of the best players in the NBA. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Pat Bev, and I don't, I don't even like him. Like, I'll be real with you. I'm, I'm not a big Pat Bev guy, but, uh, you know, I shouldn't probably say that. If you want to come on the show, Pat Bev, please feel free to. But you know, the the, it's it's for real, it would be he he had to be on my list for sure, just just from that mentality standpoint. Not production, of course, not a star, not even close,
1: yeah. But again, like we talked about, the the Kobe mentality isn't necessarily production. We're not talking about players that play like Kobe, even though Jason resembled his his fadeaway, but he still had that mentality.
2: We're talking, I'm also saying that I know that we're going to post this, these clips, and people are going to go, What? they that you know because that the way yeah. Antonio go, the way Antonio's gonna post this he's gonna post it in a way where they're not gonna hear the whole thing so they're just gonna move yeah. their minds
1: like, go, go, go. yeah. Antonio, Antonio gonna post it like all star what <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna go crazy but um uh, nah, that's that's a good pick how many picks are we doing
0: just three this will be your last uh, pick
1: is my last pick uh, i'm gonna save it for someone good uh, And the first person that comes to my mind, been in the league a while, uh, had a lot of adversity. But again, we're not talking about production. You want to talk about production early on in his career. Uh, He's bounced around from a few teams. Y'all want to guess? Uh, Y'all taking too long, man. It's a podcast. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to say Derrick Rose. Um, Ooh. Derrick, Derrick, Derrick Rose, man, early on in his career, killer right when he was in when he was in uh Chicago, straight straight killer. Um, fortunately that situation came to an end and that was kind of his downfall. Um, you know, getting sent to Minnesota and, and doing, you know, going from team to team. But um, you know, good good sixth man now and even even so, he still remember the remember the game? I think he was on Minnesota. And I think it was like two years ago, uh maybe last year, where he dropped that that fifty point game. Yep, that fifty uh, clip. You, you saw that uh, that raw emotion at the end of the game, where his his press conference right in the middle of the court, crying and whatnot. That's someone that just loves the game of basketball, right? He don't do it for fame. He don't do it. He does it for the love of the game, and and just to go out there and, and be able to be a force and and let people know like I'm here. I'm I'm. You not guarding me? I'm here. I don't care how old I am. Like multiple ACL surgeries on his knee and he's still dropping 50 clips, come on, man. He's my number third.
0: For me, my last pick is going to have to be DeMar DeRozan. Ah. DeMar DeRozan, Ah. the mid-range game, the footwork, very, very Kobe-esque, the mentality. um, Again, we're not talking about production. Obviously, he's not one of. The most elite two guards that we have, but he plays both ends of the court. I think he was dealt a bad hand getting traded out of Toronto. We can say, oh, he was the reason why they didn't win. But you gotta do, you gotta, you gotta remember this, y'all. He had to go against Braun. Those Toronto teams, every they had to go against Braun. It was very reminiscent of the days where Michael Jordan was in Chicago. There were a lot of really good teams that would have had championships if it wasn't for Michael Jordan and the Bulls. Toronto probably would have run a ring or at least got to the championship if it wasn't for Braun. Let's look at what happened. Braun left, Toronto gets to the finals. Wow, how did that happen? Ta da! No, like, LeBron left. That's the biggest factor right there. Transition into our new segment cat or fat so chris knows i'm gonna read off some statements y'all gonna tell me is this cat or is it fat all right yes. first statement alex caruso who is right now leading the league in three-point field goal percentage alex caruso will end the season in the top three for three-point field goal percentage cap or facts
2: yeah Cap. He's a cap.
1: Uh,
2: yeah. I, I think he does a really good job of taking shots he knows he can make. So I I, I think it could be a, I think it could it could be a fact, bro. You might surprise surprise me, bro. He takes shots. He bro, knows it's he a he long season. I agree. It's I a agree. long season. He also wants going to get a lot of wide open shots too.
1: We know? we one month into the season. Like if the season ended in, in three weeks, I say cat. <laughs> but bro, okay. we, we talking about till till summer. That's cap. <laughs> That's cap. That's the cap. <laughs> yeah. Next one. Hey, we talking about Alex Caruso now. If we talking about, if we talking about Damian Lillard or someone like that, bro. Come
2: on, that's cat. I'm a big Alex Caruso. fan laughing? I'm at. a big Alex Caruso fan though. Like I think he. Uh, he me too. Me, he, he, me too. Because three point percentage is about is about what shot about the your shot selection, not even about how good of a shooter you are per se. you're not you're, he makes. He takes shots he knows he can make, and he gets them wide open. He could finish top three, bro. Happy. Yeah.
0: We'll see what happens. Yeah. He, Like you said, he takes the shots that he know he should take. Next one, I want to hear what uh Greg thinks on this one. The Mets will win a World Series within the five years. The Mets will win a World Series facts. within the next five years. Cap of facts?
2: Facts. Facts, 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 facts. The, the Mets have the nucleus in place to do it. Right, and we're not, we not, not. We're not done. The Mets just traded Steven Matz five minutes ago. I'm, I'm locked in for, for <laughs> <prospects>. and, and, <laughs> and the reason why <laughs> the Mets did that is not about the. You see, I don't. I, we don't care. I don't care about the prospects. No Mets fan should. What you care about is the fact that you know you're clearing catch space, so they can go make a monster, uh, monster signing like getting Trevor Bauer on the market. So uh, former Cy Young winner in the AL last year. So yes, the Mets are loading up to make a championship run, not just this year. The next year and the year after that, and the year after that, when you do when you trade for Francisco Lindor, you trade some of your top prospects for him, and you're in the mix to get Chris Bryant for your trade from the, from the Cubs. You're thinking about winning rings, and guess what? We know teams can buy rings. The Dodgers traded for Mookie Betts, they were already loaded. Cody Bellinger, Corey, Se- all these guys, they were loaded and they went out and they bought themselves a ring. The Mets about to do the same thing. So, big Ooh. facts, they had the young core in place. Shout out to my guy Dominic Smith who was on the move last year. Conforto about to get the bag from the Mets. Mets winning the championship. Mets are fine.
1: I'm going to have to say fact as well, just because of the, the off-season, off-season signings that they did this year. And it seems like their direction is now headed to a destination point. It's not just like, all right, we're going to play this season and see what happens. It's like they have an end goal. You knew last year they're not going into the season talking about, oh, we're going to win the World Series. We're going to try to get to the playoffs. Like, you know at the beginning of the season whether you're good enough or not to get there, right? You know if that's going to be your year. They're, you can't tell me that they went in with the mindset talking about this is going to be our year. That's 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 cap. But I'm, I'm going to say fact for that one as well. Next one we got. you say, Greg, I hope so. <laughs> 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 it's been a long time coming for y'all. Huh. Next one. Lonzo
0: Ball's play has declined this season because of Stan Van Gundy. Oh, cat facts. or facts.
2: Facts, 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 facts. The guy look Zoe looks he's not looking depressed lately, bro. It's not it's not even cool. He he's not encouraged to take shots. And the thing you want Lonzo to do is take shots because it's going to open up his playmaking ability too. You want guys being the best version of themselves. You want guys being confident. It's the reason why I you know, we heard the rumor. I'm sure you guys heard the rumor this week about them being open to trading Lonzo. They're gonna have a lot of suitors to get Lonzo Ball because Lonzo Ball has a lot of untapped talent in his game. There's a lot of untapped talent there. Like th- 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 these teams haven't done him justice yet in the NBA. I think some teams are gonna get the best out of him. And he's gonna be a very, very solid pro. I'm not saying All Star, but it'll be a tier right underneath. And he can hit. He can make a couple All Star games. Like I really think with the, when you combine defensive ability, his improved shoot, jump shot and shooting ability too, and then the playmaking. Like just yo, if you have a guy in your hands that could be a starting. It could be a starting point guard on a on a high-level team at average yeah. level team. So, you know, I think Zolko is going to pop. And I think it is Stanford and Gundy's fault. That team isn't playing well as a unit. And it, the, the offense is just stale. It's just stale with him
1: there. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go fax that on that one. Yeah, I'm going to go fact as well. And I also think, and, and this is something that doesn't even have to necessarily do with his on-court on play, but I think, and this is my opinion, I think LaMelo Ball coming into the league, Kind of messed with his headspace a little bit. All of the the outside noise of Lamelo's already better than Lonzo. You know he's hearing that. You know he's watching. Uh, he's following. You know all all the uh, sports accounts on Instagram. You know he's he's watching uh, the sports segments on TV and whatnot. Um, it, the hype has really been around Lamelo Ball this year. Understandably, um, you know, great passer, someone with so much young potential. Uh but I think that's kind of messed with Lonzo's headspace a little bit and maybe why he's not playing the best. But I do agree uh with Greg. I, I think the best thing for for Lonzo would be a trade. Um and, and they were talking about already this week, uh that he could get traded to the Warriors, the Clippers. Um he's definitely gonna have a, a lot of potential uh suitors, but all star, I'm not sure we're talking all-star. Do I think maybe a year or two of his career, or maybe a few years out of his career, hopefully he gets to, to the all-star games. But um, yeah, I think, I think Lonzo in New Orleans is, is over, uh, pretty, pretty soon. I agree. Um,
0: before I do the last cap of facts, I think we got to look at Stan Van Gundy. We got to look at Luke Walton and you got to look at Scott Brooks on their jobs as coaching so far this season. Mm-hmm. I think to me, they're all, they all have to be on the hot seat for me. Cap Fact's last one. Now, this is being recorded on January 27th. Right now, the Nets just went into OT with the Hawks. 116, 116. They still refuse to play D, obviously. But Cap of James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Kai, because you know sometimes he don't like being Kai and Car Reed. And
2: Kai will all be all stars this season. Oh yeah, fact. I don't I don't even that's that's facts. That's easy. <laughs> and, and they won't I by think the that's way. Kat. And they, do they I want think so you, you think KD the big three, KD, James, and Kai won't all be all stars. I
0: think they're gonna give them two. Oh, no way.
2: Oh they just right, so for the record, they did win the game. Okay, also that yeah, that's very that clear. Secondly, I, I just think <laughs> James's numbers is going to come back to earth. James had a really – I think he had a really good game. I think he had, like, 20 – almost triple-double um, in his game, and he had, like, 27 points. The numbers are going to be undeniable, man. They're fan favorites. Like, they are. Kyrie's a fan favorite. You need the you can't have an awesome game without having all three of them. So, if you're telling me one of them is not getting in, you're, you're about to make a bold choice for who's about to get in over them. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, the, the, only, the only way I don't see one of them not getting in is if one of them doesn't stay healthy um i i think I, I think this is a year for them where where they need to prove that they're still all stars right you know all the the off the court drama but i think james harden still got to you know he, he's gonna continue to play at a high level kevin durant we're already talking about him for mvp um and then karai karai kyrie he looks like he's in his bag right so um again all three of them are buckets and i don't i don't see any reason why they wouldn't i mean they're mv uh all stars any other year, um, just because they're on the same team this year, I, I think I think they'll still be all stars.
0: Yeah, I think we'll see what happens. I'm choosing two
1: of them to be all stars, but we'll Which see two? what happens. Yeah, let me before, before, yeah, before, we, before, this wait, is wait. recorded on January 27th. Which,
2: before we go to the next segment, let me, let me just read up the stats. Okay, James Harden tonight, 31 points, eight rebounds, 15 assists. K- KD tonight, 32 points. Five rebounds, two assists. We know passing that really is bad.
1: Two thirty bro. clips, okay.
2: Ky- Kyrie, who made some big shots tonight, twenty six and seven. Ky- 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 Yo, it's no way, Altie. It's no way, bro. If hey, who is getting the spot over one of those guys is my question. That's my. They're all starters.
1: They're all. They all gonna start the yeah, game. Yeah, but you- I agree. But you know what's sad though? You just said so. So James Harden and Kevin Durant both dropped over thirty. Kyrie dropped twenty six. And it was still that close, like against the Hawks. Like oh, yeah. the, the, the defensive part. Like of the the, yeah, the defense really got to come together. No, right. no, They're gonna I, lose some. They're gonna lose some serious games.
2: I want to make this very clear: the defense on the perimeter is actually not as bad as people are making it sound. It's not the perimeter defense that's a problem; it's interior. They get they get out rebounded. Teams get a lot of second chance points. It. I heard. I heard rumblings. Andre Drummond want to come to the Nets. I heard he's about to get a buyout. He will be. He will be making his way to Brooklyn or Javale McGee. They're going to fix the interior defense. I heard, defense. I heard JaVale McGee. I didn't, I didn't hear Andre Drummond. That's so the Drummond rumors started today. Like, okay. incredible people in the industry are talking about him being a net. So, that the reality here is that they're going to fix this interior, the interior of this defense. So, to all the Nets fans, listeners, I don't know how many there are of you. Any real ones, anyway. Uh, <laughs> but they, they're going to fix the interior defense. They're going to be right. They're going to get their back line fixed. So, I'm going to go. Hey, man.
0: there's no I did predict. So you just said all of them had 25, over 25, right? Mm -hmm. Chris don't know this, but I predicted this already three episodes ago. This is probably only the first time in history where you had three players averaging 25 and above. Easier this year. Yeah. Like you said, James Harden, James Harden looked like he's getting it going now. They're easily going to average 25 each apiece is just what is everybody else going to do and that's where I think because they're still figuring it out very well easily it could be all three of them on here but I think they're going to lose some games so y'all figuring out you know how the reporters and everybody votes for the all-star people they factor in winning I don't think y'all will be as of right now in the top three teams Y'all probably going to be a fourth seed. I'm thinking by the time All-Star break come around. Because mm, y'all bro. still if, – if y'all get an Andre Drummond, now y'all got to mix him in the mix. And you got to get fine. the chemistry with that. See,
2: PSA to Andre Drummond. You're not coming here and getting no post-up touches. You're coming here to <laughs> things. Run the four hard. Yo, yo. Click this and dunk. send it to Andre, man. That's it. You're not here to – we are not throwing the ball in the post to Andre Drummond. That is a waste of a possession. We, you are running the four hard. <laughs> Defensive rebounds, big bodies in the way, and clean up. Catch some lobs from James Harden. Your, your life will never be easier than it will be as a Brooklyn Nets, okay? You do that, the Nets are going to the finals, period. Oh, right. just, so,
0: just so you know, I'm going to take that clip. I'm going to post it, tag a minute, and when he don't come to Brooklyn, we know why.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you know, bro. It's an easy life. Easy, bro. Would you, would you rather to have, to- have Andre Drummond over JaVel McGee?
2: Yes. I, I I didn't I didn't even answer that question the way I really wanted to. Of course, not no brainer. Um, a good, <laughs> Javale will come here and do a job. So JaVel will come here. He he's, he'll do the job too. He'll do exactly what I'm talking about. But yeah, Drummond. I, obviously, Drummond's a more prolific rebounder. He'll get th- He has the right next where he gets thirty rebounds. That's what the Nets need. So I'd love to get him um, just over Javel. But JaVel's a good player. Javel Javale's a good player when he's not doing some crazy
0: stuff
2: <laughs> like he's been doing.
0: Hey hey, even with him doing some crazy stuff, he got something that James Harden don't have. Ooh. Anywho, (laughs) next, before we close out the show, so we just mentioned Andre Drummond, you got Jokic. you got even Boogie playing good this season. Do y'all think, you got Embiid, obviously, do y'all think that we will see two parts? The big man, traditional big man coming back into the league. And with that being the case, though, that is not that many big men. Can a big man, such as Giannis, such as an Embiid, such as a Rudy Gobert, can they really be Defensive Player of the Year when there's not that many big men that they have to guard?
1: I like that question. I like that a lot.
2: Yes, uh, but not the traditional big man you're talking about. Not the Marcus Cousins, definitely not Jokic. Jokic slow is molasses, so no. Um, but a guy like AD, AD deserves to be, they deserve to be Defensive Player of the Year the last two, three years in the league it's been easy because he guards every single position effectively on the court. Right. Like, and, and and I think the big, the big thing about defensive player of the year and that whole discussion is that you get, you give the award to guys like Giannis and Giannis is a great help defender, right? Like he's a great help defender. And that's, that's, that's the, that's the issue you run into. So, I mean, you, you what do you value more as a team help defense or guys who can get on there, who can great play, great help defense, but also guard nice places situations, guard out the pick and roll. There is no mismatch for me. I can guard everybody. It's a pretty easy answer. The idea that AD hasn't gotten defensive player of the year is insane. So if the question is that a, traje- a traditional big man, whether or not they can win it, when all they have to do is guard bigs. The answer is no. I mean, I mean, the, the answer should be no. The answer is yes because the way they vote for it, because they, they really value help defense for some odd reason. But I, I'll be honest, like it's not. It to me, it's not even close. Like Giannis be ducking smoke on defense. It's it's for him. It's easier to come over and get a block when a guy's driving past his man, right, than it is for you to be in ISO, be against Kyrie, in ISO, in stance, and have to guard him, right? right. One, much more, one thing's more difficult than the other. So, you should be able to do both if you're going to get a Defensive Player of the Year award. There's just no question about it. I, yeah, think,
0: AD is the, I think AD is the, the anomaly, though. 80
2: anomaly which is why he's, which is why he should be without question defensive player of the year right him or or even Ben Simmons and Ben Simmons does both Ben Simmons does both um he does he does both really really well so um he, he would be a guy that you could look at and be uh, being a defensive player of the year candidate when not just a, a candidate but a winner one one, one day so
1: you know Wait. My bad. I'm getting caught up watching this last second of the Lakers game real quick. Lakers up by one. But um yeah, Greg, I, I agree with everything you said. A lot of the things that, that Giannis does is the reason he gets a lot of blocks is not because he he's following the guy from from the perimeter to the lane. It's it's that help defense where someone's already driving and, and going up and he's coming down from the baseline and and getting involved up in that. Um for defensive player of the year this year, I don't know. I don't know who's in the front running. You, you think uh, it's AD for you?
2: I think AD. I think AD's been deserving of it every year. I think it's it's not much different. The Lakers have a top defense in the league. I know they just lost <laughs> tonight, um, but you know, it, good things to come to an end. They were ten and zero on the road, but you don't you don't go ten and zero on the road without playing great defense. And AD's yeah. the catalyst of that. He's the reason yeah. why defense works, right? So. Yeah, I think AD is defensive player of the year easily. He's the best defender, best natural defender in the NBA. I'll start, and Ben Simmons is, is this his close second. I think he has to actually the thing he does really, really well at an elite level. It's about that and playmaking are the two things bet, that make Ben Simmons stands even have a place in this in this in the discussion. If not if Ben didn't play defense, he'd just be a waste of space. But he plays great D. So and, and, and that makes him valuable. So um yeah, I think that he'd be my guy. He's not my he's my number one option right now.
0: I mean, for me personally. I don't see it. It has to be a perimeter guy that I think needs to start winning defensive player of the year again. Because when you look at all the perimeter guards that you, you got a Tobias Harris who just hit a game winner. You got Damian Lillard. You got Steph Curry. You got Devin Booker. Those It's so many different guards and people in the perimeter, way more than big men. So for me, for example, AD, I agree 100%. But somebody like Rudy Gobert, Nah, there's no way in the world. I don't, yeah. I don't know in the world because when you switch Rudy Gobert, he's not. Now we're not saying AD is gonna slow down Kyrie, but AD does a way better job on the perimeter than a Rudy Gobert, than a Giannis. I think the Kumpo does a way better job. Giannis be ducking smoke. We already know. We know the vibes with that. To me, it gotta be perimeter guys. It can't be right now in this league right now. It can't be outside of A.B. No big man should be in that conversation for defensive player of the year. I don't want to see Rudy Gobert as one more name up there ever again. And Giannis, I don't want to see him on an award for nothing. Till he get a chip, he's not on an award list for MVP, rookie, no. Nothing. No, Most improved. He could be on a list to do like, oh, he gave a lot of charity.
1: Outside of that, I don't want to see Giannis name for nothing. <laughs> you know, I, I don't I don't think you're wrong. I, I think I think we we all agree it's certainly harder to guard players on the perimeter, especially to the fact that you just alluded to all these game winners and and just like the outside game, there's more room, uh more more ways to get fancy with it when you have the ball in your hand and, and you have that much space around you, you can I have uh be isolated out and whatnot. Um so it's definitely harder along, along the perimeter. Um but to say that a big man doesn't deserve it, are we going to take it that far? I am.
0: I am. And, players, and players like Rudy Gobert, no. I'm not going to say Rudy Gobert does not have a place in that defensive team for the Jazz. I'm not going to go as far as Shaq and say the slander he's been throwing towards his way. And again, on that situation, if I'm presented – $300 million, $200 million. Am I going to tell my boss, no, I don't deserve it? No, I'm going to take that $200 million. You of think course. I'm worth $200 Shoo, I'm going to take it. Mm-hmm. I uh, think Rudy Gobert knows in his heart of hearts he shouldn't be paid more than Donovan Mitchell. But hey, if they want to offer me that, I'll take it. But outside mm-hmm. of AD, and maybe even maybe even Joe B. I'm going to give him his credit. He has been balling out this year on both ends of the court. We see how the Sixers play without Joel Embiid. So players as such, I would put in that defensive player of the year conversation. But I think with how lethal it is on the perimeter and the rule changes, if you sniff, shoot, if you did what Lance Stevenson did, you blow in somebody's ear, it's a foul. I think it's harder – for somebody that I guard, James Harden, go go see somebody that has to play defense against the Brooklyn Nets. That's all perimeter work. It is. KD, oh, who
2: wants to take it, their it. turn? KD, take your
0: turn. Kyrie, take your you're turn. See, James Harden, see, take your turn.
2: You're gonna see AD guard all three of them, and be relative and be pretty effective. Like again, maybe outside of KD, he'll annoy KD enough. He's tall. He's tall enough to, affect, to try to affect to affect the shot really. So. AD is just that good as a defender. I, I really do think he's the best defender in basketball. And then I think, and then I, again, like you said, it's a perimeter guy. I think that AD is a hybrid. He's an anomaly, like you said. And then Ben's a perimeter defender, but he can also defend, the post too. He's strong enough to defend down there and big enough to defend down there. So you're right. It has to be a perimeter guy because the game's so guard oriented that if you can't guard guards, right, in ISO situations or off of screen and rolls, then what are you really doing? Like, just, being a great help defender was good in the 90s and 80s when guys were in the skill. That, that may be a hot take. That may be a hot take. I'm going to get some older dudes mad with that one. But nowadays, how skilled as these guards are, right, like you need to be able to guard in ISO situations. That's is more That is that's more valuable to me than you being able to come over and help in a block and, and just block the shot, you know, like a Clint Capella does with 10 block. Valuable, huge, but I think it's a 60-40 split. You need to be 60%. You need to be able, on that 60 side, you need to be able to guard guys situations. If you can't yeah, like you need to be able to, to hold your ground. You're not in a conversation, you can't do it. I'm I'm that's just the way I look at it. I think Antonio fame the same thing.
0: I completely agree and I completely agree with your sentiment right there. You talk about you know back in the day it wasn't that skilled. You, nobody wanna say it, but when you look at Will Chamberlain's stats, I mean when teams were shooting as a team they were shooting 15%. I could get 80 rebounds. You feel me? Right, know they couldn't shoot back then. so it's not, It wasn't the same. It wasn't it was, the same. But y'all already know the vibes, man. This is another episode of the Bench Mob Podcast. We have a new member on the show that did his thing on this show. You feel me? But y'all know the vibes. If you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. Mob, <laughs> we out. Peace.
1: Peace.